All right, we are back with another episode of the Nintendo Pipeline podcast. Uh, this time, we are finally doing part two of our SNES 30th anniversary uh, celebration. Uh, but before we get to that, um, I'm CMM. Hi, it's me. And today I have... Not Muffin. <laughs> not uh, Muffin. He, he decided not to come back for the Super Nintendo, so James is here. Yep. And then uh, we do also have a special guest today, and who might you be? Hey, it's Tender, here to talk about SNES games. But especially Maximum Carnage. <laughs> especially Maximum Carnage. As we've been Carnage. talking. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Spider-Man all night. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we, I, we promised a part two of this. It, it's been kind of a little bit since we did our first episode. It's technically not the SNES's... 30th anniversary anymore but it's it's close enough um there's a lot of great stuff on snes and we kind of wanted to talk about more since last time uh it was only muffin and me and we basically covered like kirby (laughs) like that was about it (laughs) so um i guess uh since tenders you're our guest today you you can start yeah put you on the spot absolutely uh snes is really close to my heart um I'll probably start here by talking about a game I played through recently, which is Chrono Trigger, right? So uh, this is not a secret game to most people, um, but I played through it recently, and it was just as magical as I remember playing it as a kid. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to describe this game. It's just back in the day, you know, JRPGs were, were 20 hours, all killer, no filler, and this is one of them. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's just a great game. Um, back in the day, I never actually owned the cart, um, but I would go down to this like budget uh, video store down the street and rent it um, from a place called Mega Video, real sketchy oh. place. Wow. And so I, I would rent it like I think I rented it like probably like three or three to five times, something like that. And sometimes my save would still be there, and sometimes it would be somebody else's random save. But um, <laughs> hey, that's I, just a randomizer, dude. Yeah, I yeah. never got I never got very you're far. Years ahead. I never got very far, you know. Like, yeah, but it, but I, but I always loved it. <clears throat> and then um, had a couple of uh, uh, bad experiences with it when it came out. It was was it Final Fantasy Chronicles? I think on oh uh, Mystic Quest. Uh, no, no, Final Fantasy Chronicles on on PlayStation that had Chrono Trigger. Oh, yes. Yeah, and 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 it would load every time you walked into a room. It wasn't so. just it wasn't just that. It, there was like a solid like one of the great things about Chrono Trigger was it didn't have random battles, right? Right. Like it had on screen encounters, which was kind of crazy for RPG JRPGs at the time. But when you'd get into a fight on the in the Super Nintendo, it was pretty seamless. Like the fight would just start right. on the PS One. It's like you touch the enemy. And it's like one, two, three, <laughs> yeah. four fight starts. It would literally pause like the loading... music and everything. Yeah. yeah, it was loading times for everything. Yeah. It was crazy. That was like uh, that reminds me of like um, playing like MK three on like Super Nintendo, and it was you know oh it, yeah it was like it was it wasn't pretty, but like you know you just went from fight to fight, and then you have like MK trilogy, and it's like. On, on PS1, yeah. yeah, and it's like next fight, and you're like sitting on the on the tower screen for like ten seconds. No, like, no, no, it was even worse. Like uh, yeah. there was there was a couple. Uh, sorry, this is a side. That's obviously a sidetrack, but I, it just has to be called out because it's really funny. And in that game, um, anytime you play the Shang Song, yes. and, you cha- and you change into another character, it reads off the disc and loads. 
Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's awful. Like Shang Tsung's morph times are just you're just like uh, the whole fight would just stop. <laughs> it's, it's literally like the Chrono Trigger battle load times, but every time Shang Tsung like does a move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that, was, that was pretty bad. A banned character. <laughs> <laughs> so um, with Chrono Trigger. Um, they did also end up porting that to the DS later, which yes. I hear is 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 a, a good version of that game as well. And, 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 I, and I think that's where I rekindled my love of it. Um, I got that version like they came out um, has anime cutscenes in it, the same ones that were in the PlayStation version. But oh yeah, you, you just didn't get to see a lot of them because it was impossible to play because it was so horrible with all the loading <laughs> times. It had those same things. It had a, it had a couple. It had actually added like additional items. Um, and it had, you know, like a kind of like a tracking system for your new game plus to see, you know, you know track all the endings you got and everything almost oh, like yeah, a, yeah, almost, yeah. almost like an achievement system and, and, and things like that. So that's where it kind of rekindled it for me. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is great. But like this past, um, month when I replayed it, I played it, uh, I played the cart, uh, I got a cart, um, and I played it on a super NT, um, mm, yes. through FPGA and it was, uh, it was awesome. Um, I had a had a great time, and I'm really looking forward to actually uh, jumping in and, and messing around and getting some of the other endings. But like, yeah, it was it was just an incredible experience to go back to it. Like gr- everything you remember, just like great pixel art, great music. Um, like James said, you know when you get into the battles, it's all seamless. You can see all the enemies on the screen. Um, the battle system is great. You have all the the double text and the triple text. They're all just like very intuitively you know, um, put into the game, you know, where this guy has a sword and this guy casts ice. So, you know, together they, they will do the ice sword and, yeah. <laughs> you know, if they get, whereas, you know, I think for, for those that have played, um, Chrono Cross, the follow-up, um, that, that piece was a lot lacking in that game as far as like all the different texts that you can mix up. Um, it didn't really have as much, even though it had way more characters, but yeah, I just had like a really, really great time with it. Um, really emotional, great story, great characters. Ironically, the worst character in the game is is Chrono. Uh, <laughs> he's just like, just like a, I don't know. Like, no, you know he's like, like an anime self yeah. type, blank slate exactly. type of character, kind of. Yeah. I mean, they, exactly. they have that frog. He's dressed yeah. up in the armor. Like, what more do you need? Yeah, you got. You just got like you got like the frog guy. You got the robot guy. You got yeah. the uh, the lady, um, you know, from the past. The the, the uh, you got you got everything you need. You got the villain who's really a hero. You know, it's like you got everything you need. The uh, the so I I have not played Chrono Trigger because RPGs and I don't get along. Um, but is if if I remember correctly, you can if you want to, you can attempt the final boss kind of whenever, right? You'll just get an- annihilated. Is that the idea? Yes, more so in like New Game Plus. Like there's there's definitely times you can you can go face off against him. Um, there's a place called like the End of Time where you can there's like a bucket you can go fight him. Um, but in 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 New Game, you know, the, like the first time you play through it, yeah, you'll mm-hmm. get you're gonna get you're gonna get wasted no matter what. New Game Plus as a additional place that you can fight him in the first fair that you go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically any at any point in the game you can just go back to this fair and fight him and it'll give you like a different ending. 
that's cool that's fun i like that kind of thing yeah and the, and the endings are really fun they're like they're really goofy like some of them are like i i it made me think of even as a game that came out way later like uh, like near automata where it's mm-hmm. just like where it's just like you, some of them are just like real dumb right you yeah know? <laughs> like, yeah like, you, <laughs> like it's just like you be you know um and some of them are real cool like uh like there's a whole subplot with um frog and Magus, where Magus turned him into frog, and this and that, and you can get this whole ending where they like go on a solo duel, and it's really <laughs> cool. And it's really cool. Yeah. But then yeah, you know some of them are really silly. Some of them are really silly, where it's like, oh, you know, the, the, this reptilian race from the past, you know, like took over the world, and so now everybody's a reptile, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like well, that's some John Carpenter shit. Yeah, it's 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 great. There's there's just like a, ro- a lot of great, really like silly, whimsical stuff that goes into it. Yeah, it's a very charming game. It kind of it kind of reminds me of Dragon Quest in the way that it vibes, mm-hmm. where it doesn't take itself like completely seriously all the time. The Toriyama vibe. There you go. Yeah, obvi- yeah. yeah. I <laughs> yeah. wasn't even gonna. These obviously the art. The yeah. artist is the same. Everybody looks like a Goku. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, James, uh, since I'm in charge, what is your what is your first pick? Okay, so. Y'all went to the jungle in that first episode, but yeah. I, I think that's the wrong Donkey Kong game, dude. Mm-hmm. Like the to to be the favorite. Like I guess Muffin did have that cute story about how that dog ate it, ate it, and yeah, he ended up with it still or whatever. <laughs> he but, showed me it. He showed me that cartridge. It's so. <laughs> and, and I get that aquatic aquatic ambience is good. It's a good song, but dude, Stickerbush Symphony. Yeah. So oh, what yeah. game are we Come talking on. about Donkey for anyone Kong who Country might not too. know? Donkey okay. Kong Country 2. Yes. Uh, the, this is like... It's one of my favorite platformers of all time. It's probably tied with Tropical Freeze. Yeah. Uh, maybe gen, like just above like Mario 3, but like... I don't know. They're like basically the same thing in my eyes. They're basically perfect at what they do. Uh, DKC 2 took everything that DKC 1 did right. And amplified it, and took everything that it did wrong, and basically got rid of it. <laughs> and added Dixie Kong, most importantly. Yeah, I mean, Dixie's cool. <laughs> Dixie's definitely cool, and she's more useful than Donkey Kong, but it's still more fun to play as Diddy. Because uh, he's so fast. He is he's fast, so that's true. Fast. That's true. Uh, but gliding ponytail hair is kind of hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great for, like, beating levels, for sure. Uh, it's definitely an easier way to play the game and a more, like, friendly... It's cool that she's there so that you can play the game in that way and still get through everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but it's like, once you're good at those levels and you have the timing down, Yeah. the amount of, like, just distance you can cover by cartwheeling off of a ledge as Diddy Kong and then jumping is insane. And if you have a little bit more uh, momentum built up from hitting a couple enemies, it's, like, even crazier. Yeah, that's cool. That's something I really like in Donkey Kong Country. It's just so fun to do. Yeah, like like, those, like, those, like, like lines of rats that you you see or whatever. I know Donkey Kong Country 3 has those lines of rats, too, but uh, it's just so satisfying. The music is a step up. Yeah, for sure. In every single way. And every song on that soundtrack is extremely good, and a lot of them are underrated. Like, people should listen to the Swamp song more. Yeah, people Bayou Boogie's listen- great. Bayou Boogie, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
the uh, snow uh, in a snowbound land is really good. Yeah. Uh, Lockjaw's Descent or whatever. Yes. I forget, what, I forget what the name of that song is. It's also yeah. really good. Um, I, I just had they got rid of Candy Kong. Like nobody yeah. <laughs> or Candy. That's her name, right? Yeah, Candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I had like a moment there where I was like, did I like she was gone from my brain? It was great. <laughs> uh, okay, I got rid of Candy Kong, which is perfect. My my mom really liked Candy Kong. I'm sure she that's, was sad. You, you definitely didn't have a moment because in, in in my brain, Candy Kong was invented for like Donkey Kong 64, and then I went back and replayed like Donkey <laughs> Kong Country One, and I'm like, oh sh- oh. Whoa! Well, oh, she's like, yeah, she's, she's very like the safe point, classic right? or something. Kind of like Baywatchy in Donkey Kong Country One, and then yeah. DK sixty four. She's just boobs. Yeah, <laughs> big hairy gorilla. Anyway, um, it doesn't surprise me though that um, you prefer playing Diddy Kong since the subtitle of this game is Diddy Kong's Quest, right? Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely not Diddy's Kong Quest. quest. Yeah. I always forget where the apostrophe goes. Oh, I, I don't. It's a genius it's just, name. You always have to think it's the pun, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always, I always think of the pun too. But, uh, but yeah, the game is basically. I have very few complaints. It's yeah. Basically perfect. Well, the perfect new animal friends are game. fun too. That's another thing I think. Yeah, they got rid of. They got rid of animal friends that didn't really work. Took the idea, like like the snake replaced the frog. Yeah. And I love Winky. A cute frog, but oh, yeah, it's very like hard. He was terrible. Very hard to play. <laughs> He's very yeah, hard. and she's in the worst levels. Yeah, like no, I don't want to play her on this like weird cave scaffolding level. Man, I always thought Winky was a boy. Is it? Is Winky a girl? I'm pretty sure Winky's a girl. Damn, my worldview just got shattered. Oh really? Yeah, my Donkey man. Kong canon is is ruined. No, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> I can't believe man. this. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll somewhat age myself here, but this was definitely this was the first game, at least I can remember, where I looked up on like Game Facts when I had like America Online to yeah. find out where like some of the like secrets were to get like I, is it two hundred and five percent? Is that the the max? Uh, I think it's two hundred two or two hundred two. It's, it's something two silly. And, yeah, it's one hundred five and three. And, and, yeah. and, so, and so in the age before YouTube or anything like that, literally reading like text descriptions of how you find some of the secrets. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was important to right because yeah. like yeah. In, in Donkey Kong Country one, it didn't really matter if you found all the the no. secrets or not. Yeah, they, they were mostly just like bonus rooms with extra bananas and. Well, yeah, it's like the, the only difference was I think that if you have all of the bonus rooms in a level, the little Donkey Kong face on the level will talk, or not yeah. talk, but it'll move its lips instead right. of having a stationary mouth. <laughs> yeah. In DKC two, it actually mattered. You wanted to get all of the bonus coins because they unlocked other levels. Yes. That were yeah. very hard. Some of them yes. suck. The animal yes. buddy one can go to hell. Um, <laughs> so maybe you didn't. Well, maybe you didn't want to unlock those levels. I don't know. Uh, but you wanted. But you definitely wanted to get all the DK coins so that yep. Cranky would say that you're cooler than yep. Link, Mario, and Yoshi, and Earthworm Jim. Well, no, oh. the Earthworm Jim and Sonic are down there, and the, it says no hopers. So they didn't yeah, yeah. But well, you're still, there. but you're still cooler than them. Yeah, it's you're cooler like than the them boots by and the gun, right? It's like the boots and the gun uh, are just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> yeah. of Sonic, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Sonic. Um, oh, who, who knew? Yeah, nobody. Uh, I actually think that DKC two, uh, especially two, but also kind of the first one, 
Uh, they're kind of what I would have wanted out of a Sonic game. I was hoping this is what you would say. Yeah. <laughs> DKC2, something that endlessly fascinates me about DKC2 is that they made that game in a year. Holy shit. Like, yeah. because Donkey Kong Country 1 was 94, and then Kong uh, Country 2 is 95. And then Kong so, 3 is 96, right? Yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> like one after the other. Well, Kong 3 was a different team. Most yeah. of the people who made Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2 were, were like working on Banjo-Kazooie, I think. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Fair enough, but, but we're still talking about a time when Donkey Kong Country was an annual series. <laughs> <laughs> That brief moment in reality. I just want to say my my biggest like E three meltdown like in real life like actually like act being like was like I kind like being at a loss for words but also kind of screaming was when uh, Reggie walked out and the Donkey Kong Country music started playing behind him when they announced returns. Hell yeah! Like I was actually flipping out. That's maybe the only time I've ever like audibly flipped out about something. That series is good. I, I was flipping out, too. I was so happy. Um, anyway. You, you know, something else about Donkey Kong Country 2 that I don't think gets necessarily enough credit is the world of Donkey Kong Country 2 is very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, Crocodile Isle is just very compelling, and I think it works very well as a sequel because, like, you know, the first game is just DK's island being invaded, and the second game, you go to the bad guy's turf, and, you know, it's this, like very strange like mixture of 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 themes and and areas it's like there's volcanoes and swamps and a freaking carnival or theme park or whatever i've never thought about that but you're right it's very funny that like the donkey kong family goes to take the fight to them (laughs) yeah the game literally starts on the 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 ship yeah. The yeah. pirate ship that you fight K. Rule on at the end yep. of DKC one is like that's what it's supposed to be or whatever. They're both called Gangplank Galleon. Yeah, I think and, it's um, the Gangplank Galleon two or something. I forget. I forget if it's the exact same thing, but basically I think it's they the same tethered. Thing. It probably is. They they tethered the boat to the island pretty much. <laughs> it's pretty but it's much like it yeah, yeah, like they get over there and then they're like they get through that and they're like okay whatever and then like they get through these weird lava caverns and then it's a swamp. And then all yep. of a sudden they show up to a fucking carnival that's just full of bees. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're right, you're right. I never really... And then, then they go to, like, a haunted forest. Yep. And then and it's, it's like... An, and then it's like a castle with, like, ice. Yeah, no, it is a very unique place. And then that it's, volcano it's cool. has, like, weird energy coming out of it. Yeah, <laughs> the Lost World base. is, like, its own weird thing. Um, yeah, for I always wanted... doesn't know, the Lost World is like the bonus levels that you unlock. It's like a separate like world. I'm and, sure and that's weird too. I'm sure there's no lore for it at all, but the Lost yeah. World is so weird. I always think like, Jurassic Park every single yeah. time because just the name alone, <laughs> but the look of the map too. Like I kind of think Diego. Jurassic Park. And the final boss arena when you fight him in the volcano and it's got those golden Kremlin statues. Yes. Like what is this place? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, so, like, the, the progression of Donkey Kong Country 2 and, like, the world of Crocodile Isle is so damn cool. Um, I think it's also really fun because, um, well, that might be, I don't know, It's it's been 30 years, I'm spoiling it. Uh, when you get the actual ending of the game, um, the island sinks. Like, it's destroyed. Yep. Like, Donkey Kong Samus Aaron's the fucking, like, <laughs> Crocodile Isle. Well, that's why uh, in Donkey Kong 64 he has the new 
Yeah, he has the fully new mechanical and, uh, island. He has the new and unimproved uh, island. But the, the the coolest thing too is the fake out in Donkey Kong Country Two when you go get to the tower to fight K. Rule, and you find Donkey Kong, and then he just gets like yeeted, and you have to go to the Flying Croc. Yeah. Which is super cool. Like King K. Rule has an airship. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta race this fucking parrot to get there. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> what is Screech's sprint? What a weird level. Yeah, it's fun Screech's, though. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Screech is wild, dude. I, I, that whole game is is crazy. Like, yeah, for... I think it's I think it's hilarious that you kill the first boss and then you fight him again as a ghost. That is the funniest <laughs> thing to me. Yeah, no, it is very good. Uh, that boss sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, I think crow. it's. I, yeah, I think it's cool that uh, um, they recontextualized uh, minecart levels mm. into roller coaster levels. Hell yeah. yeah! And then decided to put one of those roller coasters in a haunted library where a giant skeleton <laughs> of a crocodile chases you. <laughs> so it's wild. It's a good game. It's a good game. That's great. And it has one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. Yeah. For, for, Period. For, for, for as much praise that. Tropical Freeze rightly gets for having like levels that are um, tied into the environments and stuff like that. Like Donkey Kong Country Two definitely set that, you know, that that vibe way ahead of time. And I think a lot of people, you know, forget it. But um, <laughs> that that you know, those rare games also had that same vibe. And Country Two is is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Like a must play. And yeah. it's on Nintendo Switch Online, so if you pay for that, you probably do, and you can play it on there. Absolutely. Um, it's on the but, cheap uh, one, too. Yeah, it's on the cheap one, too. The you don't need to worry about N64 expansion pack or it whatever. It is one of the best games on that service. It's yeah, one of the no best doubt. games of all time. It's fantastic. Um, and then there's a game that's not on Nintendo Switch Online, which is Hyperzone. Uh, I don't know if anyone else here has played Hyperzone. This oh, sounds man. like a clay game to me. I, I, I don't think I have, actually. So, this is by HAL. It is a shooter. It's a Mode 7 shooter. Um, and, like, the ceiling and the ground are like, kind of like the same, like, texture scrolling by. Okay. Um, it's a pretty basic shooter, honestly. Um, it's very fun, but it's pretty basic. You're just kind of dodging things and, and, sh- and shooting. Like, there's nothing crazy going on. There's these strips that, if you hover over them, like, will kind of recover your health, like, like F-Zero. And, like, mm-hmm. strips that if you drive over them will decrease your health. But it's got this weird, funny sense of style. Like, it's just this very, like, techno sort of, like, thing. And uh, something that is kind of weird about it is that every time, most of the times when you beat a stage, your ship changes in the next level. Like, you see your old one at the beginning, and you see yourself getting into the new one. And it has, like, a different, like, UI, and, like, sometimes, like, handles or shoots differently. Um, it's just a very fun, simple um, shooter from HAL, and it is also the reason why the final area in Kirby Dream Land Three is called Hyperzone. Is, dude, dude, is the namesake. I'm I am I just pulled up a a muted, you know, YouTube video of this just to look at it, and yeah, I it, I am constantly amazed by how well documented things like the Super Nintendo Library are. And I've never yeah. heard it. I've never heard of this game in my life. I've never heard. I, I've never. I've never heard anybody talk about it. And I'm looking at it. And it literally does. It looks like uh, like F Zero, 
and with like a mirrored F zero track above it, but also kind of like um, what's what's the, uh, the 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 Sega game where you Space re- Harrier. Like uh yeah like Space Harrier exactly yeah, yeah. and it, it, it looks really cool like in uh you know I have the the SNES FX cart or whatever the uh you know the 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 ROM cart I think I'm gonna try this game out because this looks really good yeah yeah it has a it has a cool soundtrack I mean it's Hal you can't really go wrong um it's not easy either um it's I want to say it's like maybe eight stages long and by the time you get to like stage four you're if you're like new to the game you're probably in game over territory um and it's funny because i i didn't know this game existed for a long time either and i, I found it at uh my old work like it was before i started working there but it was like like eight bucks or something and i was like uh huh this nice. is interesting oh it's hell all right whatever we'll, we'll try it and it's actually really cool like it's it's a it's a cute little game i, I wouldn't go in expecting the world right but it's definitely a lesser played super nintendo game that i think a lot of people would like um Especially if you're, especially if you're not like super great at shooters, like you can kind of get your bearings on this one pretty quickly because it's fairly simple. But it's still like challenging if that makes any sense whatsoever. I, you, I will, I will at least try any game with the the dog in the nest with some <laughs> eggs. With some eggs, <laughs> yeah, is on it. Yeah, so. I will try any of these dog <laughs> eggs. So yeah, um, how how has earned my good graces. Yeah, I mean, how we talked a lot last time about mostly Kirby, but a lot of Hal content on Super Nintendo, and, and this is just one of those random Hal games that's just good. I actually have another Hal game on my list, apparently, that I didn't even realize was a Hal game, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, is it Arcana? But no. <laughs> that's, another, that's another dog egg you should try. Arcana's pretty good. Another cool. dog egg. I will try that. Uh, yeah, I'll that's try what that Hal's egg. games are to me from here yeah. on out. They're dogs' eggs. Um, what is what is your other Hal game? Well, your Hal game, uh, Tender. I don't, I don't know. I'm a, I'm on the uh, the Hal wiki here, and it says they had a hand in SimCity for the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. which I didn't I did not realize that, but it makes sense. Um, so yeah, my my second game is SimCity for the Super Nintendo, and I think it's a interesting game because it's one of those things during the time when. They're absolutely like I think we think a lot about, um, you know, Xbox, PS2, GameCube era where we didn't have great PS2 or great PC ports to consoles, and um, Xbox 360, PS3 era where they got kind of better and stuff like. But people don't really talk about like 16-bit where like if you put like a PC game on a console, it was usually garbage, right? And, yeah. And uh, you know, the, the first time I ever played SimCity was at. Um, a cousin's house that actually had a, a personal computer, which my family did not have at the time. And I thought it was amazing. So I rented the game. A lot, the, my, a lot of my stories will go back to renting from, uh, from <laughs> mega, that. from mega video. But, uh, <laughs> and I rented the game and it was actually pretty great and pretty, uh, close to the PC experience as close as you can get with a controller. And, it's just like a, um, and, and and the thing about it that makes it really unique too is that it was actually, I believe, published by Nintendo, and you know, obviously like too. yeah, and like Hal, you know, helped and everybody developed it, and so it has like a lot of weird quirks to it. Like uh, in the PC version, you have a bunch of um, disasters that can happen, like you know whatever volcanoes, hurricanes, monster attack, this and that. 
if the monster attacks in the Super Nintendo version, it's Bowser. You know, if you yeah. get to the if you get to the future, um, and you have a lot of citizens in the in the in the Super Nintendo version, you can build a statue, and the statue is Mario, and like, and you you know you have this character that is basically Will Wright, like uh, yeah, you know Doctor Wright, and he has like green hair and he looks crazy. Um, he's in Smash. And he's he's in Smash, yeah. and, he, and he shows up in Link's Awakening. Um, he's a yeah. character in Link's Awakening as well. So it has all these weird tie-ins and weird, um, you know, lineage that go along with it. Um, that makes it really unique um, in the SimCity, you know, universe. And on top of that, it's actually a very competent SimCity game. Like, you know, you can play it. It takes, it takes a little bit, like, I would say the tutorial isn't the greatest, but for a Super Nintendo game, it definitely... Um, was better than most, you know, like, I, I think I remember renting, like, like, th- like there was a craze back then where I would, you know, I'd rent like Sim Ant and like mm-hmm. Sim Earth and like these games were terrible. These were not good games. Hey, yo, yo, dude, Sim Ant, come on. Sim Ant was good. S- Sim Ant's okay. All right. But like Sim Earth, Sim, Ta- like a lot of these games and, and at the very most they like, or very least I should say they did not have good tutorials. At least they did not onboard you until what the hell you were supposed to be doing. Um, SimCity did, and then there was actually a version of SimCity 2000 on the system too, which is kind of decent as well. But it didn't, it, but it didn't have uh, it didn't have all these quirks. So I always go back to this version, which is just SimCity nothing, you know. Um, and, and it's and it's really great, and it has really great music, um, has great graphics for the Super Nintendo, not quite as good as the PC, has all those uh, quirks that you can you can think of. Um, and it's just like a like a very competent PC port to console at the time, in a time where that was unprecedented. So I thought it was it is it's very uh, interesting to bring up. I think it's fun, yeah, because you know, a lot of those versions, like even with like arcade to home ports or PC to to console ports, um, they may not be technically better or on the same level as the original PC version, but it really helps when they have. Um, unique stuff mm-hmm. to me with them um that makes you know still makes them like compelling or, or weird or interesting to to play and sim city definitely kind of stands out as as one of those yeah. um and you know it's funny i think of pc when i ever i think of like pc ports to console i don't even know if this was a pc game at first and then ported to console but lemmings is always what comes to mind i just I'm, yeah. i just yeah i just I think, I think it's StarCraft 64. StarCraft 64. Because that's the dumbest thing in the entire that's world. Um, <laughs> Two-player two co-op you can play in StarCraft 64. So Split screen. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah. Jesus. No, please, no. Uh, SimCity is like an all-time great video game. I actually I actually installed SimCity 2000 like a week ago. I was like, I just want to play SimCity. It's still good. Um... Just a quick as a side, I remember this happening a few years ago. Um, it, did, did you hear about when the prototype cartridge for the NES version of SimCity got out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. just, it was just four, three or four years ago, I think this happened. Um, they, it was like, people thought it was lost. Like, that nobody had any of it. Or, or nobody had, like, any copy of it anywhere. But it was found. Yeah. 
and uh, I think you can probably get the ROM yeah. somewhere. Yeah, you definitely can if, somewhere if on you, the internet. If you were so inclined to do <laughs> such a thing. If you were curious. What's a ROM? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's hurting from somebody checking out the prototype of the NES SimCity if they wanted to. Uh, but yeah. looking, I, I remember I looking at screenshots of it and thinking, wow, this is kind of crazy to think that this yeah. is almost a thing that happened. Yeah, it's got a really cool like, like aesthetic, like an NES aesthetic to it. Um, and the I've actually never played the Super Nintendo version of either of the SimCities because didn't SimCity two thousand come yep. out too? Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, yep. Because I played them on PC and I just it, it was a thing of like I'm not gonna like ask my parents to buy SimCity. <laughs> Yeah. On the Super Nintendo, where I already <laughs> have it on the computer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then just never got around to trying it later uh, in life. But I've always found it kind of interesting that Nintendo would do something as weird. Like, they would... Can you imagine Nintendo doing something like that today? Like, stepping full out of their zone and, like, being like, yeah, we'll develop this version of this game for our hardware. Yeah, Like, yeah. We'll, we'll make City, uh, city Skylines the switch yeah, like ourselves ourselves yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. that you'll make it and we'll put mario in it or whatever if you right. put it on the switch it's we'll make city skyline for we'll take switch. your ip and we'll make it our way and put our characters into it <laughs> yeah, and, no. and then retain and then retain some kind of rights to it probably right, right? yeah, yeah. Since, since that stuff's in smash and yeah were those games released on the virtual console they, yeah, I believe SimCity One was. Yeah, that's Sim- just such a crazy situation. SimCity One was, and of course, Link's wow. Awakening is, and the Link's Awakening remake has Doctor uh, Doctor Wright in it as well. That's wow. true. And yeah, there's a true. 64 game too. I just realized. Looking oh at yeah, that's really that's, uh, interesting. For the, it's for the yeah. disc drive. It's yeah, called uh, Sim SimCity 64. Yes. Wow. Who would have guessed? Lo- this looks wild, dude. It, yes, <laughs> you should look. In, I think there might actually be. I think there might be a playable ROM of that out there as well for SimCity 64. Somewhere on the internet. Yeah, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the metaverse, there is a playable SimCity 64. It was like, it, it, if I recall correctly, it like combined um, like SimCopter and like some this other does stuff. kind of it does kind of look like like Streets of SimCity. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. all those games, man. Sim Tower, Sim Tower, was Sim fun. Tower. Yeah, you built. Remember, that, yeah. Sim Tower was like on like the like in my cl- like elementary classroom in like mm-hmm. third grade or something. Yeah, dude, it was fun. Yeah, it was. It was. Or hot. maybe it was. Maybe it was just the best game that they put on the computers. I, don't <laughs> know. I mean, there's that too. But my, it my was el- more enjoyable than listening to a teacher. Yeah, I mean, my elementary school also was kind of neat because we had a computer lab of Apple IIs that were just loaded with games. That is and cool. That was my that was that was the best day of the week, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, before we go too uh, far off the path here, um, <laughs> speaking of a well, this is this this one's kind of interesting too. So um, I think a lot of people forget that. Um, a lot of licensed games back in, in this time were actually pretty good. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously you have examples like TMNT that everyone everyone knows. Um, but even stuff like Konami was the one who would typically do it, where they'd have, like, you know, um, Anim- Animaniacs on Super Nintendo and Animaniacs on Genesis were two separate games. Capcom, um, too. Yeah, 
Batman Returns was a different game on Genesis on than on Super Nintendo. Aladdin. Uh, Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Aladdin's a great example. Um, and so I, I do think there were some really cool ones. And one of the cool licensed games that I really liked as a kid was uh, Inspector Gadget on the Super Nintendo, which I believe, I, I think I recently realized was not actually Sunsoft developed. It was just, um, it was, or I don't remember if it was Sunsoft or Hudson uh, developed, but um, it's a pretty decent platformer. Um, and what's fun about it is like one, it has a soundtrack that does not deserve to be as good as it is. Um, <laughs> it's uh, like it's really good. Um, and uh, yeah, it was developed by a studio called Aim, which is now known as uh, Forty Five Co Ltd. Um, <laughs> they they did. A lot of Dreamcast stuff, I guess. (laughs) Um, It was published by Hudson. Um, But, so the soundtrack is really good, and it does not include the show's theme song at all. Uh, Like, it's not there in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's just not (laughs) in the game. Like, not even anywhere. I don't know. I don't know if they didn't have, couldn't get the rights to it or or what, but they, it's in a completely original soundtrack, and it's a, it's a, like, every song's a banker in this soundtrack. Uh, But basically, it was kind of almost like, I don't want to say it was like Mega Man in the sense that you had different powers that you could use because it wasn't, you didn't get them like Mega Man. Like you don't beat a boss and then get, you know, a, a gadget power. Um, you actually pick them up through the levels. Um, and it ha- so basically you you could you, you shoot your stretchy arms and legs or, you know, your, your punching glove out of your, out of your hat. Um, and uh, those are like your normal moves. But then you had the actual like cool like gadget moves like the gadget copter um you know and, and other the mini gadget like things that you could toss out and stuff and some crap that was like made up for for the game um and to use those weapons you had to collect them and you also needed uh you had a thing called hat energy um <laughs> called hat um mm-hmm. so you could pick up like um, the first area of the game like you like the first thing you pick up is um the uh, suction cup platforms um, that you like they're suction cup darts that you shoot out of your hat and you use them to, to climb. And uh, when you blew up blocks or blew up enemies or whatever, you'd get, there would be these tiles and there would be different, different power-ups um, and they would level as well. So they would go up to level three for each of them. And uh, you would see like what level they were as you, you scrolled through them with the L and R buttons. Um, and when you got it to level three, um, it was like, you know, like the best form of that, um, you know, the best form of that, that gadget. But if you, when, when you first get it to level three, the, the icon starts flashing. So that meant the gadget was like, it was like a super version of the gadget. We just like, we got a one-time use of like the super version. There's a lot of weird, like interesting systems going on here. Um, and the game was relatively simple. It was like your typical, like, you know, it was a typical platformer, but it, it caught the spirit of the cartoon. Like, the sprites are really nice. Um, it has, like, the weird, like, POW graphics and, like, you know, Dr. Claus is in the game and, you know, his chair is always <laughs> faced away. And, um, there was some neat Mode 7 stuff as well. Um, very neat um, stuff. Like, each stage was kind of, like, three levels and they're all, like, a different mission that you got from, uh, you know, from um, What's-His-Face, the, the police guy. Um, my brain is failing me. Uh, but basically the main like mission of the game or the main, like 
issue of the game comes toward it toward, towards the end where you have to save Penny. That's kind of like the main overarching goal of the game. And yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of neat. He hit the the hit points were like ghosts and goblins. You would wear this the gadget suit, and if you got hit, he'd be in his underwear. Yeah. Um, and uh, something fun um, for uh, people who are into the cartoon. Um, this game is the game that they showed Doctor Claw's face. Doctor Claw's face what? is shown at the end of the game. Yeah, it's uh, very underwhelming, but his <laughs> they, his face is very clearly visible at the end of the game. I think it's just this game and like one obscure like action figure that that shows Doctor Claw's face, and that's it. Have we have we seen Master Chief yet? Or so we <laughs> so you're telling me we've seen <laughs> you're telling me we've seen. We've seen uh, Doctor Claw before. Yeah. We've seen Master Chief. That's what it's, you're telling. It's funny because like the bosses in this game, like there's there's like times where you're directly fighting Doctor Claw. Like he's like there's one where he like you're on a clock tower and he's like swinging around like a giant like freaking like like saw blade, <laughs> right? And then the first bo- there's the first boss of the game, which is in a castle, and he just kind of like slots into a thing, and the chandelier starts attacking you. You fight a <laughs> chandelier as the first boss. It just drops flames on you and stuff. I, I, and the whole room is like rotating and stuff. It's real weird. I'm watching like uh, I, I just I'm, I'm skipping through a long play here, and it looks really cool. Yeah. And I've seen some yeah. of the the modes the mode seven stuff, and there's like power ups where he throws out like little mini robots that go attack yeah. people and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, like there's really cool. there's some neat there's some weird ones like you have the the gadget helicopter which you can glide with, but then there's like a red version which is like it just shoots out the helicopter blade. I feel like and you can kind of steer it. <laughs> I I feel like the big difference between like licensed games back then versus licensed games now is that you had these weird studios that had like really neat ideas for like a platformer, and just like yeah. nobody would give them money, and they're like, fine, we'll make Inspector Gadget. And they just got yeah. to like morph that into like their already preconceived ideas of like a good platformer, whereas yeah. now it's just like, uh, yeah, like make us a Paw Patrol game, and it's just like, yeah. all right, I guess uh, we got to do all the thing. It, it, like it's the it's the opposite way. Like they they need to, yeah. and I, and I noticed this this uh, this team uh, aim yeah. also made a game called SWAT Cats: The Radical Squadron. So yeah, um, yeah another game to check out. I wanted to point out that the composer did the music for the Panzer Dragoon series. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, there you no go. Idea. And That's that, I think, is a very funny dichotomy. That is funny. That is great. The, the soundtrack is legit, like, really good. I would, if, even if you don't play the game, if it's not your thing, l- just listen to the soundtrack on YouTube, because it's really cool. Yeah, we, um, could, we could do an entire section about SNES games that are, like, bad to mediocre to okay or whatever, but still have, yeah. like incredible soundtracks like Plock. Oh, Plock is a good game though too. Plock, yeah. Plock I like the first like act of and then it turns into like kill all the ants and I'm out. <laughs> that's that's how that one goes for me. But that game has an amazing soundtrack too. It does. It it's the, uh but yeah, the, like you end up fighting Dr. Claw in an airship at the end. He 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 goes into a mech and you fight him in the mech and you can see his face. That's that's messed up. I don't like it, that. It's kind of messed up. I, I agree. Oh, I see um, him. I also, I see his I face. Also just, I just want to shout out, like, you go to different places that were, like, kind of shown in the show, and uh, one of them is a tomb in Egypt, and the name of the guy who's locked in the tomb, or whose tomb it is, this is in the cartoon as well, his name is King Tutanput, and that always gets me every single time. 
man. The way they say it on the show is really funny because it's like they're it's like make they try to make it sound really evil and it's just fucking it's just tootin' poos. King tootin' poos. <laughs> that's that's funny, yeah. man. Um, I know James, you have one here that I'm yeah. also extremely into. It's a game about fairies, uh, blocks, and garbage. Mm. Uh, it's actually about Yoshi, blocks, and garbage in America because I think that I think that the people. I wonder if it was the Japanese branch or the American branch of Nintendo that was like, "We got to get paneled upon," but there's no way these Americans are buying a game with these little like fairies in it. Yeah, with these fairy girls in it. So, so, so I feel like that was probably what happened there on one side or the other. They were like, "Yeah." We gotta put Yoshi in it. Yeah, we'll just use Yoshi instead. Well, and also, it was we'll probably throw the Tetris like, brand in there. <laughs> we, we gotta put Mario in it. And then someone was like, no, why don't you do Yoshi's already got puzzle games. Yoshi and Yoshi's <laughs> Cookie. Cookie. Uh, neither of which are great. Uh, so it's actually kind of a miracle that Tetris Attack is as good as it is. Calling it Tetris Attack? Probably yeah. a bad idea. Don't kind know of, why they did kind of, that. Kind of both a good and bad idea because bad it's nothing to do with Tetris at all, but good but because people would, be, would see it and be like, oh Tetris, and then find out it's nothing like Tetris. Well, sh- well, why say it's probably a bad idea? Short, long term. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. now I imagine selling it again is a problem in some way. Like it is. They would have put Tetris Attack on NSO and not paneled upon if they could have. Yeah. I imagine, right? Like if maybe I remember, I'm wrong. Cor- if I remember correctly, uh, Tetris Company very much regrets that particular I, um, use of the Tetris IP. I, I have the exact quote here. Through, oh, though, though international releases have the name Tetris Attack, the game bears no relation to Tetris, the video game series, leading a Tetris Company co-founder, Hank Rogers, to regret giving Nintendo the license to use the name. So yeah, I, I think I, it was a mistake, yeah. Like, yeah. everybody's part, really. Uh, the game is immaculate, though. Uh, I'm a big fan yeah. of puzzle games, especially the versus ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find particularly fun. Yeah. And I think that uh, Tetris Attack slash Panel to Pawn slash Puzzle League, whatever you want to call it, is the like pinnacle of. It's between that and Poyo Poyo, and I think it's better than Poyo Poyo. Uh, yeah. Personally, I, I I enjoy it more than Poyo Poyo, but I I can I would hear strong arguments for Poyo being just as good, you know, like I think yeah. they're both very like top of class games, and what they try to do. Um, the the soundtrack is really good. Um, the aesthetics of the game are really good. I like all of the different uh, boards, like the backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, uh, all of which they just redid for the West because. For the most part, because yeah, fairies. <laughs> yeah, and even like to to a weird extent, like mm-hmm. there's only red and blue garbage blocks in Tetris Attack. Yeah, and, uh, paneled upon every fairy has their own colors. There's like, for the longest time, uh, the the little pink box that Kirby turns into in Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was supposed to be a garbage block for like years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I probably yeah. found that out in like Brawl when like the the like the move had a um had a trophy or something. Yeah. And because it didn't look like garbage block to me at all. 
because uh, I knew them from Tetris Attack, where they were always red and blue and scowling. And yeah, paneled see, upon, I, they can be smiling and wanking yeah. and all sorts I, of other, like, deplorable shit. Like, you know yeah. the person's mad and they got this giant purple block that's just, like, winking at them on see, the screen. I always <laughs> made the connection that that was a garbage block. I just kind of assumed that, like, it was Kirby, so, like, maybe Kirby had a different expression or something. I thought he was just a little box. I was like, oh, I mean, that's <laughs> weird. I don't know why he turns into a box, but I also don't really know why he turns into a Gordo either. So, uh, I, 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 uh, I, yeah. I, I want to come on here and say that, like, oh, man, yeah, James, you, uh, I can't believe you didn't know that, but I'm, lear- <laughs> I, I'm, I'm learning something right now, and it's, it's blowing my mind, and I'm just thinking about it, and uh, it makes complete sense, and I also don't understand why I didn't think about that before today but yeah well, thank you congratulations for that. you learned something today it feels good <laughs> yeah, doesn't it it does feel good uh, uh but yeah i don't it, it's hard to talk about the intricacies of a puzzle game and why it would be so fun yeah uh, in, ju- in just like a podcast form uh um, yeah i will say so any of you out there that would like to play tetris attack on nso under the panel to pond name or whatever it's called i'll beat you <laughs> so this is an invitation this to get a, your this ass is an kicked. Invitation. I'm not, very good at this game. Not, not he will teach you. He will beat you. Yeah. <laughs> he'll beat you into submission, and you'll learn. Uh, and you'll learn from your suffering. <laughs> so I, you, you're also excited about this game, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fan. Yeah. Um, Tet- Tetris Attack was my introduction into into Puzzle League. My mom had a coworker who had some old SNES games that she didn't have any use for anymore and and those included uh wing commander the secret missions um vegas stakes uh one of the wheel of fortune games and then the fourth one was tetris attack um you know sometimes see this is the gem yeah under a pile of garbage that game vegas stakes another how laboratory game (laughs) yeah but tetris attack tetris attack was like crack for me like it i people say like you know you'd close your eyes and see tetris blocks falling or you'd see like puyo blocks falling for me i'd close my eyes and just see tetris attack crap going on because the game is just so fast and engaging and it lets you do so many different things like it's a lot you have a lot more choice i feel like um at any given time um than some other games because it's not a falling block game for anyone who who hasn't played it it's a uh you have a screen of, of, of tiles that you can switch around with a cursor. Um, and uh, you can even like raise your own stack or, or whatever. And the game is really built around you getting it, um, these different clears and then comboing them into, into other clears. So you need at least three blocks to, you know, blow them up. But, um, you know, when you blow up something in a column, the rest of the column is going to fall. So you can cause these crazy, like, chain reactions where, like, block after block formation is just, like, falling and exploding. And, you know, the better you do, it's like a typical puzzle game. It's going to send more garbage to, to the opponent. And it's so addicting. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's just... And I, I still like Tetris Attack uh, slash Panel Day Pawn. Um, I like it much better than Pokemon Puzzle League. Um, I know people are... People, people, people usually get upset with me when I say that, but um, really, there's yeah because I I think it's because it's the poke the like the the Pokemon like 
IP that people feel very strongly attached to. But to me, there is so much more charm. Um, and so like everything is just so much more like charming and, and lively um, in the in the original game versus Puzzle League, which to me was always just like ugly faded sprites and bad middies based on the Pokemon anime. When like, you're hot, yeah. you're hot. Yeah, and then yeah, when when you're hot, you're hot. Did, yeah. did you ever play the GameCube version? Um, I've wanted to. There's I've a GameCube version. There was there a GameCube is. puzzle collection. It had what Doctor Mario. Yeah, Doctor Mario Panel the 64 version, Panadacon, uh, and Yoshi's Cookie. And Yoshi's Cookie. Yeah, uh, it was Nintendo a Japanese puzzle? only release. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I played that version of Panel Pawn. It's very good. Yeah. Uh. The, I, I tend to prefer the Super Nintendo one for a yep. dumb reason, and it's that the slowdown actually kind of is fun to play with in that game. That's where yes. my friends were at. That's 100% where my friends were at. Like, it was like, because we would play Tetris Attack, and then we would play um, Pokemon Puzzle League, and yeah, like the, the, the SNES version, like slowing down and like being able to adjust and set up combos and stuff like that was actually like a feature that, that people liked. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of fun in its own people, know, shitty people, way. People don't really... It's funny because you can kind of tell, like, generationally, like, some differences between players when, you, when you're one of the people who's like, man, slowdown in games actually used to be cool. Like, it was fun. Um, and everyone's like, what are you talking about? Who cares? Yeah, who wants yeah, the yeah. FPS drop? You know what I mean? Well, it, like, depend, it depends on what, where it happens and what's Yeah, it, it definitely depends. Happens. Um, but a lot of the times you just felt really cool if you managed to do something that was so crazy that the game slowed down. Right. Well, we'll look at like how, um, like retro gaming is going these days. It's not like, Oh, let's put it on this chip. That's way faster. So we can play, you know, Gradius three without any slowdown. (laughs) It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, no, I want to play Gradius three exactly how it was back then. I want to play it like with the exact same slowdown, the exact same spots. I want accuracy. Yeah. Accuracy. Yeah. Not an improved experience. But but James, I go back and forth on that. It depends on the game. James, I do want to, I do want to ask James how you, uh, how you feel about, um, animal crossing paneled upon. It was cute. I think it's cute too. I didn't play much of it. If uh, they it, if they needed another like series to like attach Puzzle League to because they're still allergic to fairies for some reason, I would not be upset if they tied it to Animal Crossing as an Animal Crossing spinoff. I think, I think fairies well. would play just fine now. I mean, I think so too. <laughs> right. the, the world I think has been weabooed to yeah. hell. We're, we've all we lost that war. Like it's over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the great anime war. But, uh, for the sake of can take even the conversation moving. Uh, I'd just make three quick points about Paneled Upon. Um, first of all, when you beat the first, like, nine enemies, you move on to stronger enemies, the boss yeah, fights. Yeah, in, in the cave, right? Yeah, and the people that you beat previously are now on your side to fight the true evil, so you can play as any of those characters against the final bosses, which yeah. I think is cool from, like, yep. a dumb story standpoint. It feels neat to be able to do that. Uh, and when they die, if you die to the bosses, like, they are knocked out and you can't use them again. And mm-hmm. they each have a line of dialogue that's unique to them. And Lakitu's is, I hate you openly and without regret. 
which is the funniest thing in the world to me. It like, reminds- why would Lakitu say, Lakitu, dude, Lakitu. That's, that's like, uh, I didn't know Lakitu had those thoughts inside of him until I played that game, you know? That, that's like uh, Kirby's Avalanche. Um, yeah, don't the, step on my so, roots. There, yeah, there's like, uh, yeah, don't step on my roots. Stomp. <laughs> like, yeah, like everyone is so mean spirited in that game. That's really funny. I don't uh, know what it is with puzzle games in that. Two, um, P- Planet Puzzle League on the DS is a good game, but playing it yep. with touchscreen controls uh, is not the same, and it's yep. bullshit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not the real game. And three is an addendum to that. Medios is basically uh paneled upon two in my opinion i agree yeah and that game is also quite good medios is amazing um if you like panel de pawn try it if you like medios and haven't played tetris attack and panel de pawn try it panel de pawn is on nintendo switch online you have no excuse we all know that you're paying for it and medios Um, was made by sakurai yeah yes so you're double obligated to play it if you're a smash bros minor fan you can tell by the menu weirdo (laughs) <laughs> I I think we I think we could probably talk about Tetris Attack for ten thousand years, so we'll move on to uh, to Tender's uh, last pick here. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> this will not be a um, heralded game, and I don't <laughs> necessarily even think it's a good game, but it's a game I think back on fondly, and it's a uh, Spider Man and Venom and Maximum Carnage for the super <laughs> nintendo and uh this is a, a, a I've, I've been learning stuff about this game since i picked it just like looking around to see what um other games software creations the developer of this game has made <laughs> a great company <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just so inspiring <laughs> we just we just make software creations and i you know um in the in the chat earlier you know james raised something that rings very true for me because i think I was at the perfect age where I would go to, uh, I think it was Kmart when I bought this game and um, saw it was a red cartridge and that was all I really needed. Spider-Man's in this. It's a red cartridge. And I'm at a Kmart. It's the red version of Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's just coming up here. What can I do? I gotta, I gotta take this game. I'm helpless. So I need this game. And I, and I and I bought it, and uh, there's a lot of really unique things that go along with this game that are really um, weird. The the number one thing that I think a lot of people think about when they think about this game is the soundtrack, um, as it was scored by Green Jelly. Um, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> who the, who who, may, who many people may know from like the, the the you know memes didn't exist in the '90s, but this would have been a meme song. Um, <laughs> You know, the, the Three Little Pigs song that Green Jelly um, sang back then, you know, like, Little Pig, Little Pig, let me in. Not by the <laughs> hair of my chinny chin chin. That, you know. I think that's uh, just a nursery rhyme, dude. No, no, no. That was, it was, no, it was a song. I know the song. It's unfortunate. <laughs> and so this was, this was a, you know, in the, in the era of, uh, you know, Final Fight and all these great, and, and like on Genesis, you had even greater side-scrolling brawlers this game came out streets of rage baby (laughs) this game came out and uh it just it's just not a great game but uh you know it has limited move sets the animation is not great um you can play as spider-man or venom the story is not great um but you know what like i have a lot of nostalgia for it 
You go through like the uh, the Fantastic Four's hideout. You're fighting robots. You fight a, and the great thing about this was um, it accentuated a lot of Marvel's um, like D list, maybe even like F list heroes and villains. Like <laughs> like like you, you get these power ups that you can summon um, of heroes to help you, and you're you're summoning like you know like cloak and dagger, like Deathlock, and Firestar, like who the hell cares about Firestar? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even uh, know who that is. And, <laughs> and and you're you're also summoning Morbius, which is a feature film coming out. And is it out already? I don't, uh, yeah, Jared Leto, go see it in theaters. I'm not being paid. Uh, yeah, we're, we're all gonna go see uh, Morbius. And 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 then when you fight the villains, it's just like you're fighting like a a, a guy. Called, it's just like you're fighting doppelganger. It's just like a you know Spider Man with eight limbs. And, you're, and, and shriek. So like a real spider. And shriek, you know, who just yells really loud. And oh. demo oh. goblin, which is like, it's, you know, it's not. I, I or demo all, or like, demo. Yeah. Demo demo. I don't know, but it's it's. Wait, it, is it like demo man, like a demolition <laughs> goblin? But it's but it, but it's it's so far removed from the goblin bloodline. And there's like there's like green goblin. There's <laughs> like hobgoblin, hobgoblin yeah. and then yeah. you got a demo goblin somewhere down there. <laughs> Hobgoblin was the one I was familiar with because of this random little PC uh, edutainment game called uh, Amazing Math, which was a Marvel characters. And the Spider-Man stage, you you were against Hobgoblin. That was the <laughs> only reason I knew that that character. Incredible. So so yeah, this game, you know, I think this goes to, goes back to show from the SNES catalog that just like there's a lot of uh, what you would call today double A tier games back in the day mm-hmm. it's just like games you, you can you can kind of stumble across play have a great time with realize they're not great but have fond memories of especially when you were a kid especially with licensed games licensed mm-hmm. games are not a big thing today back then they were a real big thing uh, yeah. and, and they were they're, all they're varying still, quality they're still kind of a big thing they just aren't yeah. there aren't as many of them it's not yeah they're they're like, kind of it, it's in different ways now right like licensed stuff shows up in like every Fortnite crossover or as you opposed get your, to like you know your big star wars game or something right yeah but like the, the thing these days it's just like every children's property doesn't get a game right or if it does it gets a shovelware tier game that's like you see it at a walmart if you go in there but you would never see it anywhere else yeah so, like it's weird so, so here's my surprising pick that i figured out just researching this game is that software creations developer of spider-man and venom and maximum carnage were also developers of ken griffey jr presents major league baseball published by nintendo yeah, so let's go <laughs> so yeah, that's, a, that's 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 a, that's pretty weird <laughs> uh, uh, i i i i actually ended up getting maximum carnage fairly recently because as a kid i had I had the sequel, Separation Anxiety, which is less good than <laughs> Maximum Carnage, but similar. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Separation Anxiety is where everybody realized it was actually a bad game. And then they didn't, yeah. they didn't have green jelly anymore, I don't think, so that really sealed the deal. Yeah. They had that song I, I sent to you before the before we started recording here, the most amazing <laughs> opening theme of all time. And, Check it out on and, YouTube. And anytime they try to take the symbiotes beyond uh, Venom and Carnage, it just uh, nobody nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, Separation yeah. Anxiety is a fantastic name. 
It's really <laughs> funny. It is. No, it's a great name. It's but, yeah. perfect. It's funny. It's r- accurate. It's a little bit evocative in a stupid way, but it's a comic book, so that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. It really, it just, whoever thought that up is a genius. I, and I will say is my last note on this, and I'll shut up, is that uh, the Maximum Carnage comic book series is actually pretty bad, too. It was just like this long, <laughs> it was like this long drawn out like fourteen comic series, which actually, uh, you know, compared to today, might not actually be that long. But back then, it was an enormously long time. Um, but back then, when you were a kid, you didn't care about all these characters. It's all the same characters. It's actually pretty accurate towards the uh, the comic version. Has the, has these weird cutscenes and stuff where Carnage just killing people. So, is it like is it was it made to tie in with the game or was the game made to tie in with it or I I don't know. <laughs> I have no. I don't want to pretend. I don't want to pretend, but it's it, it's shockingly similar to what they cooked up for that that comic book series. So I would have to say, if I had to guess, it followed it. Um, yeah. but I don't know. Um, so the, so the comic book came out in 93, I believe this game came out in 95. So yeah, it, it was two years later. So, yeah. Um, still a fun time though. That's, that's even, yeah. And like you said, there were a lot of games that weren't like amazing, but like they were still fun. Like it's, that game is not a TMNT, you know, turtles in time deal but it's also not a batman forever right which wow. bat, or you know our, batman our, our, forever this, the spectrum of licensed games yeah there is a yeah there's definitely like a yeah uh, yeah a spectrum of licensed games i wish somebody um, brought that teenage mutant Ninja turtles fighting game that was that's a good game oh tournament fighters yeah it's very unique unique and the funniest thing about it is that the um the, like the fake turtles, I forget what they're called, but when you fight them and they win, they say cowabanga, and it's just cowabanga. That's, that's almost, almost right. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, just, it's just funny to me. I don't know if that's how it was in the cartoon or whatever, because I didn't see it, but they say cowabanga. That's I'm like, what? Well, they say cowabanga. Right, they're... but I mean, like, the fake turtles, I don't know if they no, say they're, cowabanga. They're, 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 oh, they're just one vowel yeah. off. That's amazing. Yeah, they're, they're so close. So close. You almost had us fooled. Um, on the opposite <laughs> side of uh, licensed games, and certainly the opposite of Batman Forever, James, you have uh, an interesting. Well, not an. In, I, well, I almost not, said a not interesting I mean, pick. But you have a last pick. <laughs> well, they're not that far apart. I mean, those games suck, and this game stinks. It does stink. Yeah. What a what a weird marketing it. campaign! Man. It is a very Earth, uh, Earthbound. I, I just realized what you were talking about, and I, 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 I my, uh, I gotta my, stop making jokes when tenders here. My blood pressure went up. I want to kill a man. Uh, Earthbound is good. Uh, I know that that it's like a meme at this point on the internet to be a mother yeah. fan what what is that um, article it's like earth earthbound mega fan finally plays the game for the first yeah, time yeah <laughs> yeah excited to finally play the game for the first time <laughs> yeah. it's like all these people they're like put it on nso and i'm like dog have you not played it yet like there's like <laughs> if you if you care about earthbound it's very easy to get your hands on a way to play earthbound it's not easy to get your hands yeah. on a copy of it is easy to get your hands on a copy of Earthbound. It is expensive to get your hands on a copy. Yeah, of I think Earthbound. a lot of people don't realize that that game is expensive, not because it's like 
hard to find, but because its level of desirability has has shot up. Yeah, and uh, so this is coming from someone who really likes Earthbound. I've never played Mother 1 or Mother 3. Uh, I... That game was kind of formative in a lot of ways uh, to, like, the sense of humor and the worldview that I have. Um, It it really hit whole... In a time when, like, RPGs were mostly, um, like, fantasy worlds and like earthbound still fantasy but it's more of a science fiction fantasy yeah and like a bizarro fantasy than like knights and magic and elves fantasy which is what dragon quest and uh, final fantasy mostly were at the time it was really interesting to just kind of like walk through what felt like a relatively familiar neighborhood setting as just this little dude you know and like at the beginning it, it it catches you off guard with how charming it is because it's not charming just in its like presentation. It's charming in all of its input, the, like the ways that you interact with the world too. Because at the beginning of the game, you're asked to like name your dog and like also tell it what your favorite food is. Mm-hmm. And then like seconds later, your mom's like, "Oh, I cooked your favorite food," but it's like it's what you typed in. So if you typed in like <laughs> burgers, she'll be like, "Oh, I made burgers for dinner," and it's just like, "Oh, this is cool." You the know what I typed like, in, James? Yeah, you probably typed in, like, something foul, right? No, I, I was a child <laughs> when I had Earthbound. Oh, okay. I, I, Earthbound and Pokemon taught me that I hate RPGs. Um, but the, what, what I wrote in there didn't make, like, grammatical sense in the conversation. So mo- her mom's like, hey, 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 Clay, I made you hot dog. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> I made you hot dog. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hard to talk about Earthbound because, like, you probably know everything about it from having either played it or absorbed it through cultural osmosis. But it's one of those things that's, like, super cult popular that I actually think deserves it, which mm-hmm. is very, there are very few things that raise to that level of, like, popularity and nerddom that warrant having as rabid of a fan base as it does. But I think Earthbound does. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's written in a really fun and like different way. Like the there's a scene in that game where Ness beats up the cops. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's a canon gay character in it that it's like that's probably a first for like a Super Nintendo game in America at least. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just really good overall. I mean, it's not a perfect game by any means. It's actually a game that in a lot of ways is kind of irritating and frustrating to play for a lot of people, and I understand that. It's very archaic. It's basically Dragon Quest One with, like, a couple extra mechanics layered on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, people don't seem... a lot. I've met a lot of people that haven't played it that don't know about the, the health, the way the health works. Oh, it's so good. So, like, say... Say Ness has 50 health, and say Ness gets hit by an attack that has 40 health. It starts counting down, and if you heal before it gets from 50 to 10, the full 40 damage, it'll stop counting down. Or, or even better. So there is like an interesting like active element to the combat, but again, it's very, uh, it's very archaic in its design. Uh, pretty f- combat system, pretty 
much behind where RPGs were at the time, I would say. When you consider things like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI and um, Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. But uh, written in a way that was totally unique and totally made up for all the other shortcomings. I was just going to say, it was, it's even better when you take like fatal damage, though. Not even just like down to 10 HP. Like, you were going to die... And you have, and if you just played your your cards right, got around to healing, you could heal before your your yeah you HP. can stop yourself from dying. <clears throat> you can stop yourself from dying. Yeah, that's what makes that's like the one wrinkle that makes the the combat system different. But it does it does make a difference. It's interesting. I'm praying. The um, the enemies in that game are so bizarre, like just yeah, what like, they are. Yeah. Even the stuff in the beginning where it's like you know the 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 angry neighborhood dog that probably has rabies. Yeah, new age retro hippie. I always yeah. found that one funny. Yeah, but like I said before, the cops. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's just funny because you know the creator, it's toy like he's like not necessarily just a video game guy, right? Like so he has a, yeah, and so it's very interesting how he creates this like. You know he's a, he's a Japanese. I think he's like a novelist or something. Like he's a writer. He's a writer. He's a writer. Yeah, and he you know he comes up with this idea of like suburban America, and you know it's just so it's just so interesting to see what somebody's view of like suburban America is through this like surrealist lens of somebody that you know is not Pretty from close. there. Yeah, no, no, no it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not far off. Um, yeah. and it's it's just very great and like the characters are very endearing and the the spells are like the storyline is very unique like like james said it's just you know it's not swords and shields unique anymore well you know out of all the (laughs) out of all the undertale ripoffs earthbound is my favorite one um but (laughs) good good point yeah yeah so but like uh you know out of the emerging undertale ripoff genre earthbound is my favorite um but yeah, it's not unique anymore. Maybe, but like, it was, and you know, it's just searching around a desert for a, a contact lens, and you know, like doing <laughs> and, and going into a weird coffee shop and going into like a surreal like alternate dimension where you're fighting scalding hot coffee cups, and I, it's just you know, going on a short road trip with a jazz band. Yeah, it's just it's it, like I played this game when I was a kid. I might not have understood, I think, all of the themes that they were going for and everything like that, but I still, like, absolutely loved it. It's just, it just, uh, it was one of my favorite games then. It's one of my favorite games now. I have the, I, I have the, the great pleasure of still having the original box and the original cart, but, uh, unfortunately the guide has died. Um, I, I, I do not have the original box, but I do have the cart and the guide, although the guide is probably not in the greatest shape. The right. scratch and sniff cards are still there, which is the only part that's important anyway. Oh, nice. Yeah, that is very important. <laughs> I got the like aftermarket guides um, to fill my yeah. fill my hole. They're, they're very good. But, uh, but yeah, unfortunately, my guide was passed around like the uh, elementary school classroom too many mm-hmm. times uh, to the point where it fell apart. But That guide was incredible actually i spent more time reading the guide than i did playing the game yeah it would actually be a very interesting case study to have like five people that played the game with the guide you know like as it came in america and five people that played the game never using the guide because it's just like i i I use the guide because that's just what i thought you were supposed to do 
and well, it came with it. Yeah, yeah it was, and now I just yeah. now I just you know I I know all it's, the all the things you need to do because I played with the guide. It's the most intuitive game in the world. There's an item called pencil eraser, <laughs> and then there's a pencil in your way, and you have to use the pencil eraser to erase the pencil. <laughs> That's, that's the most intuitive thing that anyone's ever made in a video game. What are you talking about? The, the, the thing with the guide that makes it so special is that it's written like a travel guide. Yes. And uh, it yeah. really, like, yeah, it's just, it's really, it's really unique. If you, if you have not seen the guide, I believe Nintendo has it uploaded on their server still. I mean, it sounds to me. For the Wii U re-release. Yep. It sounds to me like you probably like all of Earthbound except playing it yeah, I was actually about to say Earthbound. I like the music. I like the writing. I like the the world. I like the look. I like everything except the game itself. The game itself, I find desperately, desperately like I. It taught me that I hate RPGs. So, yeah, that that is accurate. <laughs> that might, you know, to be honest with you, that might have been the goal. You might be the only person who's ever like actually like gotten Earthbound completely. <laughs> Toys, toys, just like I gotta get these nerds off video games. Yeah, or the world's gonna burn. And look, he was right. He was right. Yeah, Yamauchi was right about the (laughs) RPG dwellers in the basement or whatever. The people hated him because he told the truth. (laughs) God. Anyway, (laughs) um, on a different note. Uh, my last pick is unsurprising and is also the most recent first party uh, Super Nintendo game to be released because it's Star Fox 2, um, which was only officially released a few years ago at the SNES Classic. Um, and I won't spend too much time on this because I think everyone is pretty familiar with it at this point. It got a lot of press, a lot of people know what the deal is with this game. Um, I just think it's really ambitious, I think it's unique. Um, I don't think it's as good as the first one by any stretch of the imagination, um, but it's very interesting because it is a it's essentially an, an open it's an open game. Um, you know, obviously you can't like literally like sit in the cockpit and fly from one end of the map to the other, but you know you're 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 directly controlling where your ship goes, and then when you encounter enemies or go to a planet, it's in it's in full free roam. Um, but it's so unique too because it it also has roguelite elements to it. Um, you have a global timer that's kind of going, and stuff happens depending on you know while you're playing stages, um, or while you're fighting you know Star Wolf or whatever stuff is happening on the map. And uh, for anyone who has tried it and maybe didn't totally get it, um, I'd recommend. Uh, definitely not just playing it on normal nor- normal mode on that game is like the tutorial for the actual game. Um, uh, hard mode is is a bit more representative, but expert is like the real game of Star Fox Two, as far as I'm concerned. Um, what mainly changes between them, besides the number of places that get get invaded, is that all of the level maps are completely different de- uh, depending on difficulty. So there are bosses that are only on normal mode. There are bosses that are only on expert mode. Um, there are, you know, planet uh, maps and bases that are completely different on, on each difficulty. Um, so the game has a lot of really interesting um, stuff going on. It's just kind of organized in a weird way. Can I, um, can I ask a few questions real quick? Yeah, of course. Just uh, so um, I have not, like, even though I have... Um, 
the mini and i think it's on nso now right is it on it, it? is yeah. yeah it is on switch Online. so does now. it have the traditional like spider out different paths based off how you perform um mission no. routes okay nope uh so basically you start andros is like ha i'm invading corneria because you guys are awful you suck um you pick two pilots um basically you you they're basically your lives so okay. you can pick one of six pi- or two of six pilots and you can switch between them on the map screen when they die they're dead um and they actually have different stats for the ships and stuff um and then uh you see andros is kind of like you kind of see on the map he like sends like stuff to certain planets and planets are labeled as like you know being infected or whatever so you on the you're on the map screen and you have a cursor and you like move the cursor mm. and click the button to make ships move to wherever the cursor is. Oh, gotcha. um, and he'll he also sends like missiles and like other enemies from from there um, that you can that you have to like intercept and stuff because besides not dying, the main objective of the game is keeping the damage threshold on Corneria under a hundred percent. Um, that's, there's like two ways to game over in the game pretty uh, much. Gotcha. Um, so if you die and you kill one of your wingmates, you still have the other one. You can continue, but if Corneria gets to a hundred percent, the game's just done. Uh, yeah. I need to try um, this. I need, I need it's to really cool. sit down and yeah. do it. Cause I, I love the original Star Fox. Yeah. So much. it's really cool. It's, it's very different from, from the original. Um, but it does a lot of really neat things. Um, one thing that is tough about it is that, uh, you don't have lock on, um, laser uh in the game um until much later it's kind of like a new game plus thing so you do have a charge laser just not a lock-on laser so dog fights and kind of acclimating to that stuff can be a bit difficult yeah um but it's a really neat game um and it's very dynamic um and you know of course you have like the r-wing walker and some of the other elements that showed up in later star fox games people compare it to star fox command i don't think that's really accurate um I hope Star not. Fox Command does not really. <laughs> Star Fox Command is kind of like to try to. So there's individual missions in Star Fox Command, and there's like a map. But the in Star Fox Two, the whole game is the map and the main mission. And it feels like stuff actually has consequence. Yeah. Um. From from situation to situation. Um. And I just think the stages are much more interesting than Command. They're not all just kill X enemies and then leave. Exactly. I, w- I would say, like, yeah. the, the thing that, you know, turned me off of Star Fox Command, which I last played in 2005 or six, <laughs> whenever it came out. <laughs> yeah, whenever it came out, was yeah. Was that it was just a, bit, a bunch of generic levels with generic objectives, and it didn't really feel like you were progressing anything or a story or... And so, um, yeah, if Star Fox Two, um, like like there's there's no onus against um, just having open levels, but it's just like you know what are we doing next? Yeah. So Star Fox Two has has a more concrete um, progression, then that would definitely help. It does, yeah. I mean, I think it still suffers from some of the same issues in that you know there are no like rail shooting levels. There's not. Mm. A lot of them do devolve into, like, you need to find a way to open the base, which is usually a switch, and then you fly into the base, and you get to the end of the base and blow it up, and then that's the level. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think it does a little bit more with it, um, and I think it's more interesting, at least, than, than Command's implementation of it. And it's fun when you're 
um, playing the game, and, like, General Pepper pops up, and he's like, you assholes, you know, Andros just sent more ships at Corneria, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, that, that kind of deal of it. There's stakes. There's stakes involved. <laughs> nice. So... I but, should play uh, Star Fox too. Yeah, you should you probably made try it. Sound interesting. He did. It's really it's a neat it's a neat game. And again, normal mode is like training wheels. So if you're like play it in normal mode and you're like really that's it, it's not really the main game. Like normal mode, a playthrough will take you like maybe like a half an hour at the longest, mm-hmm. and it'll okay. be a, a absolute like cruise essentially. So you're not but, just gatekeeping here with your elitism. No, it's have to it's play legit. Star Fox. It's legitimately like hard and expert or. The real game, okay. um, I so you. I'll give that a yeah, shot. definitely try it. Hey out. Einstein, I'm on your side. Oh boy, do yeah. a barrel roll thing, cocky yeah. little freaks. Oh god. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm sleepy toad. We're towards the end of this now. I just wanted to give <laughs> everyone a couple of moments to pick some honorable mentions before we get to our last uh, our last topic here. Yeah, I know James had something. I'll say two quick pieces here, real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, I've played through all three of the Shin Megami Tensei games on the Super Nintendo. They're fan translated ROMs. Uh, they never mm-hmm. came out in English officially. Uh, I want to give a shout out to those because those are very weird games. I don't think they're very good. They've aged like milk. Uh, only worth checking out if you are really curious. And if you are, I recommend using emulator stuff to the. To the, to the most, like, <laughs> rewind that shit, keep it on fast forward, because the, the encounter rate's insane. Uh, but check them out if you're, if you're curious. They're very weird games that, uh, it, they didn't come out here for a reason. <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff in those games that's just like, wow. They're talking about nuking countries in this Super Nintendo game, you know? <laughs> um, yeah very cool so, and stuff like that like and then uh these this guy clay and muffin talked about superstar kirby uh, but not <laughs> dreamland go. 3 which i think is a game that is probably just as good as superstar uh its aesthetic is amazing uh nago the cat is in it that's true uh samus iran is in it <laughs> Uh, you kill Metro. There's a there's a mission to kill Metroids in it. I'm not making this up. That's true. Is that true? It's real. It yeah, is no. true. Yeah. It's real. Uh, it has one of the best Kirby soundtracks in the entire series. Uh, yeah, and that's all. <laughs> okay. That's all I had to say. That's all you got. Yeah, I got real impassioned there at the end. And <laughs> wish it would have come a little bit earlier. What about you, Tender? Yeah, I got like a like a like a hot list here. I'm gonna just run through real quick. But um, some of my formative Super Nintendo games were Stunt Race FX. Uh, I will never forget this game. It runs at five frames per second. It looks <laughs> at, like absolute trash. But we rented this game on weekends like many many times and just had a blast with it. Um, it is super goofy. It, it's one of those things where you you wish this um ip would show up somewhere else um you know just to just to pay it pay it you know the the, the uh respect it deserves the second one is uniracers and yeah. um you know this whole pixar story is bananas i 
I hate Pixar because of this. I hate <laughs> I hate Pixar because they killed Uniracers. This 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 was a, a another formative game of mine where I just would play it over and over again. I think I got this around the same time I got like Super Mario Kart, and these were these were the two games that gave me the most replayability um, in my my preteen years. You just have to play the sequel to Uniracers, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> oh, boy, DMA design. The, the sequel to Uniracers, Body Harvest. Yeah, God. <laughs> Space Station Silicon Valley. <laughs> the third one on my, on my on my sizzle reel here is Mickey Mania, another baffling game. It is made by Sony, who doesn't know how to make video games, and they somehow made a video game which um, had load times on the Super Nintendo, but it had a cool concept behind it. It ran through all the old Mickey cartoons. We go through, uh, you know, Steamboat Willie, uh, you know, Mickey and the, the, you know, the Beanstalk and all this other stuff. Pretty neat. Um, Plays like garbage. Looks really cool. Um, has load times. Smash TV, a a game that is referenced by many other games and movies, or it references movies, I should say. It actually rips off other movies, but very cool dual stick shooter. One of the originals, one of the OGs. Had another um, cool follow up, which is uh, Total Carnage. I think is it is what it's called. Yep, Total Carnage yeah. is cool. Yeah. Um, and and just a really fun all game. And I'm gonna end really quick on Mega Man X. Which I'm surprised yes. nobody has brought up yet, but started a whole new series, whole new brand of Mega Man. Um, can argue it's almost like a Metroidvania-esque Mega Man game, and just uh, it, yeah, I, I have Mega Man X, X2, and X3 for Super Nintendo. All great games, all nonsensical names for the bosses, um, <laughs> all just very, very fun, very stupid. I think Mega Man X2 and X3 both have um, special chips, which is odd. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, yeah, for they some do. reason, have polygons in them or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, like Sigma shows up in polygon form in like one of those. Mega Man X is a mess of a series, uh, but the original is um, perfect. It's a perfect video I game. I don't even love 2 and 3, to be honest. I think 1's really good. Yeah, I like one a lot, and I uh, I like two a decent amount too. Two and three are pretty good. I don't I don't dislike them. I think two and three yeah. are decent. Four is good. Mm. Yeah, here four is good, and then you have five and six. And I haven't played anything past four. I yet. thought five I was good. I thought five tragedy. was good too. I thought it was six that was like the I I, I forget that six sucks. Yeah, I can tell you that six. Six sucks. is like the, five isn't great either. Six is like the worst game in the series, right? Se- well, seven. And yeah, and then there's seven, which is like the three D one. Yeah, which is weird. And eight's three yeah. D too, right? Um, I believe that one goes back to being. I don't actually remember. But it's still they all blend it's, it's together. still polygonal though, or something. I don't know. It yeah, is polygonal, yeah. yeah. But um, but Mega Man X One was pure. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It pure. is a perfect. It is, it is a perfect video game. Yeah, Please do not play the PSP version of Mega Man X One that butchers that game. Maverick you... Hunter X. <laughs> oh, is it bad? I haven't played that version. It's. Can you still get the Hadoken? I, probably it's just they like every cutscene is like voiced and they added like more talking somehow but the voice it's, acting in Mega Man's hilarious yeah it's just oh, dude it's just so like yeah I get oh, Dr. Wowie and it's ugly and it's ugly because it's like 
PSP polygons. Well, yeah, I mean, the fucking Mega Man 1 powered up is ugly, too. Yeah, but that at least has, like, an attempt at charm. <laughs> but, but Mega Man 1, to begin with, wasn't great, so they, yeah. could, they could take a, a few, a few um, decisions. For, for me, real quick, I have a couple of ones here. Um, we didn't... Uh, talk about batman forever surprisingly um <laughs> because it's awful but uh i rented this whole i rented this as a kid and i ended up owning it um and it's hilarious because the game is very not good but uh, it's by probe software which are most famous for handling the console ports of mortal kombat and the game is built on the mortal kombat 2 engine and it's basically mortal kombat but if it was a beat-em-up hell yeah uh, and, and the special input the special move inputs just didn't work like 70% of the time because <laughs> all the gadgets in the game like his cool gadgets they're all special move inputs they don't tell you what they are and even if you got them right you probably didn't know because they didn't come out <laughs> um, there's that game uh, Super Mario RPG I just want to shout out that one I'm actually kind of surprised didn't come up and I'm not particularly wa- even wild about the game or like and I'm certainly not good at the game I just wanted to bring it up because Kind of like Tender, that was one of the games that I rented a lot as a kid. And my stupid dumbass could not figure out how to advance past Toad Town because I was like seven and stupid. So <laughs> that was not a game that I should have been uh, playing at that time. I was imagining Clay being like, well, I guess I got to do this thing where I work at the hotel over and over. <laughs> I RPGs just couldn't figure out how to get boring, out. Right? I remember seeing like the map and like thinking that I can select a place on the map, but I couldn't. Shout out to Malo, one of the most misunderstood characters in the Mario universe that <laughs> nobody has any respect for, but deserves it way more than Gina. Uh, I want to say shout outs to Boshi because <laughs> yeah. he's cool Yoshi. Yeah. yeah I, pretty much. I respect he's Boshi. He's got the glasses and the spikes. Yeah. And he's <laughs> he's like Yoshi, but cool. But uh, yeah, so we all wanted to say something special at the end because we have one last game that we all like, except maybe James. I don't know. Um, and I that appreciate is, it. Yeah, and that is uh, Mario Paint, which is a very unique um, Super Nintendo game. Um, I remember drawing very poorly in this game. I still have the mouse pad uh, and, and all the accessories and everything. Uh, Me too. Playing in the music creator, you know, oh, yeah. all that fun stuff. I had no artistic talent whatsoever, so my a lot of my Mario Paint experience was random doodling and fly swatter. Yeah. <laughs> I played a lot of Fly Swatter and Warrior Wearing Mega Micro Games. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I similarly still have the the mouse pad, which is just a giant piece of plastic, and the mouse, <laughs> yes. which is still like also it, it, a giant piece of plastic. But but, but, I, but I feel like many people don't appreciate that mouses, mice, meese. Had a, a ball, not a laser. Yeah. And yeah. this was this was this is an original ball mouse, and it's on a piece of plastic. So it's it's, it's from you know part one here. We're not functioning on the highest level of equipment, but yeah. the game still shined. Um, I I I actually got this for Christmas one year, not even knowing what it was. Got it. A friend of mine would always come over. We would always mess around making uh, animations. You can make animations. Yep. Um, so we'd make dumb animations that were really immature, but we were uh, in elementary <laughs> school or whatever. Um, we would draw dumb pictures. Um, we would we would try to make the songs. Um, again, yep. I you know I like Clay. I'm 
I, I don't consider myself very artistic and um, the music stuff just doesn't make sense to me. But, uh, you know, th we, we tried <laughs> and a lot of fly swatter. I feel like we got very, very far in fly swatter. And it, it was one of those very appreciative things when like Mario Maker 1 came out and it had all these callbacks like the, era mm -hmm. the Erase Dog, like the fly swatter and all that different stuff. That made it, um, and, and of course, uh, James mentioned WarioWare, which has callbacks here and there too. Um, yeah, it, WarioWare DIY in particular too is yeah. kind of very much a Mario Paint sequel. It's, it's just I wish they could figure out how to modernize this idea into something that was just, you know, fun. You know, like it doesn't have to be yeah. something super crazy, I, but like, but like, but like, I loved this game. This game is definitely uh, deep in my heart. I think to a degree they have tried to modernize the concepts of Mario Paint a little bit. Uh, I mean, they, they've, they've put out games like Electroplankton, you know, mm, and yeah. um, mm -hmm. the the Animal Crossing Town Tune thing is basically the Mario Paint music uh, yeah, creator. Just, uh, simplified. Very simplified um, level, yeah. Uh, they, they've definitely never completely abandoned like the stuff that they did in Mario Paint, which is why I think it's such a cool game. I didn't even. Like, yeah. I didn't even. There are. I'm sorry. Those Mario Edutainment games from back then, like <laughs> nobody wants to think about Time Machine or Mario's yeah. missing. I do. Mario Paint. I want to think. Yeah. About okay. It. <laughs> I like to think about them too because it makes me laugh. Let's re-record. Like, I'll bring them up. Okay. Goddamn. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the episode <laughs> over now. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about Mario's missing. You know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I think the Mario Paints, like, persisted in a lot of ways, like, kind of, you know, behind the scenes or, like, under a layer here or there. And the, 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 you can tell which people at Nintendo either worked on Mario Paint back in the day or obviously deeply appreciate what Mario Paint is. Those people yeah. went on to make Mario Maker and they went on to make WarioWare and Game and Wario and all these other things where you'll see, like, little bits and pieces of that. DNA yeah. hanging out. Um, I think that the sad thing is that the Switch was, or not the Switch, the Wii U was probably the console to bring it back on. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, the game. Outside the, of the DS. Yeah, or the DS. Uh, I mean, were, I feel like WarioWare DIY gets close to that is. Mario Paint spirit, but. You can do some pretty crazy stuff in that game, too. Well, you can do the animation stuff, like from mario paint for sprites you can you know yeah. draw your own sprites and stuff you the music stuff is not the mario paint version but it's very like elaborate yeah. you know um and it has a lot of the same like ui language and quirkiness of of mario paint but it's like it's um, something that someone at nintendo cares about or it wouldn't be in mario maker you know yeah yeah like that's just the flat out what it is uh i i doubt that we would ever see it come back at this point though like wholesale yeah yeah, well, uh, I think something special. I've listened to a lot of Mario Paint's covers on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, some people real love that stuff, music dude. editor. People some... love that music editor so much that they made a PC version of it. Well, the SNES sound chip is good. Yeah, yeah, and it is. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> like... the music thing. Even if you don't understand music or suck at music, or whatever, it's still pretty intuitive because you're just placing objects on a on a on a board essentially. Yeah, it's also um, interesting that. Uh, one of the developers that worked on this game were um, panel to pond developer intelligent systems. So, yeah, uh, I did not know that actually. 
So that, also yeah. Fire Emblem developer intelligence systems. Yeah, no, I just want to say panel be... panels upon because you you gave it praise, but you don't love Mario um, Paint, so I want you to love it. So we're trying to draw the. <laughs> Yeah, something special about Mario Paint to me is actually the weird Easter eggs that it has, like the title screen being able to do stuff with the letters. Yeah. Or like, um, and not even Easter eggs too, but just like, you know, you have the erasers, like the full screen erasers, but there's like several of them with different effects and they all do the same thing, but they're just different visually. Yes. You know, um, the, the stencils you can get of like Mario art to like color in. Uh, the save machine robot, which has oh, been brought yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like... Uh, you have like just it's just all this weird stuff you could like even like even the option to change the mouse speed is like yeah. weird because you have like the turtle and the rabbit and i think the cheetah yeah, like representing that's right yeah it's just the whole ui and like everything is just so like there's tons of like charm and stuff just packed in there yeah they represented the uh animation speeds too yeah 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 the animation speed as well like it was weird you can have like take half of mario's body like without his head and like put other stuff on it because it was like a separate sprite like in the game when you were trying to make stuff yes it's it's a very bizarre game um and the very bizarre workshop and and, and, uh, you know i don't think we have the right people here for talking about but like the uh mario art like 64 dd stuff was supposed supposed to be you know like a follow-up to this and i think you know i forget if it came out or if there's just like a rom out there but um, there's a lot of really weird stuff in that too, um, but yeah, yeah, like they really wanted to go a lot further yeah. with that concept. Exactly. Um, but I think the SNES one works so well because even though you you can actually do a lot in it, yeah. it's still pretty simple. Like it's not, um, you know, it's not to the point where like you can't just like start drawing something or or whatever, and and you you know you can put together something in, in a small amount of time very simply if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, that's something I think Nintendo understands better than a lot of other uh, yeah. companies that put out, like, creation tools for games. Yeah. Like, Dreams is an impressive thing, mm. yeah. but most people aren't capable of Mario Maker, let yeah. alone Dreams. Right. So, yeah. like, Nintendo, like, making Mario Maker, which is, and something like Mario Paint, which is what I was trying to tie it back to. Uh, yeah. Like, making the interfaces so simple to, like, make the creative work that they're trying to entice you to make by you playing this video game. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they they do that in a way that's better, in my opinion, than most other developers, because other developers just go way too far. Yeah. Like, yeah. beyond where most people are even capable of working. I, I like, think al- you... Almost to you the s- point of, like, why don't you just make your own video game? <laughs> you know yeah like at well, no I, point during mario maker does it make me feel like i'm making my own video game yeah and like thing with mario um paint just to kind of tie it back in you you see shades of it and other stuff besides what we've talked about like stuff like game boy camera and dsi camera yeah. i feel like have shades of mario paint in it yeah. um game boy camera just for being kind of bizarre and then dsi camera just in the sense of that you can quickly like play with a photo or like make something silly in it and it's very intuitive and, and pretty simple, but you can do some funny stuff with it. Like, even on that level, like, they that, that is kind of continued. Was Game Boy Camera was the one t- where so you could, like, bring the picture into Perfect Dark, right? Um, I think 
you can you can do that in there, but Game Boy Camera, um, I'm specifically referring to like the Game Boy Camera like software. No, 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 uh, I know. I, I was just as an aside. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you. I think you. I believe you or, can, or at least they like or, wanted to. Yeah, they wanted to. I forget. You could like you yeah. could like print it onto your character's face and perfect dark. Yeah, and then shoot your friends. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> Which what, probably that's <laughs> what you want to do. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's just such a, a a special piece of software that you would think that most people would not really be talking that much about what is basically the SNES version of MS Paint. Or, or like kid picks. You it's know way I mean? cooler than MS Paint. Is yeah, I mean it is, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's on the surface, it kind of just looks like oh, this is just a a, a drawing thing with some Mario right. stuff. But for sure, it's got it's a like, weird thing. Yeah. So you just never judge a book by its cover, man. It's like there might yep. be something cool in that cartridge. You don't know. That's true. You might have I, to kill some flies. You might have to kill a lot of flies. Or that bee thing with the tie that, like, shits out bees. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know its name, but, like... I'm thinking the of the song bee. right now. Like, I can I can yeah, hear the I song in my head just envisioning it, you know? I, it just, like, how he, like, explodes. Like, all his... He, like, explodes. He has, like, a seizure and then explodes. Mm -hmm. And all his pieces fly everywhere. And then Mario's like, cool, you did it. And then, like, jumps into a fly and kills it. <laughs> Man. <laughs> If you have no idea what I'm talking about, this, then you should probably this is, play Mario. This Paint. is the that, that plot like... of the Mario movie. This is what they're going to base it off of. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Are you sure that yeah, wasn't this... your fly swatter fan fiction? Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, the hand. The, you know, it's funny. My sister used to be scared by fly swatter because whenever the hand got attacked, like you took damage, it would do that like face and would like yell in pain, and she found it really terrifying. <laughs> oh no! So I think that's funny too. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Um, that was Super Nintendo. That was our part two for the uh, Super Nintendo 30th anniversary, which was last year, and we're going to count it as still going on because it's only January. We didn't um, even bring up Link to the Past. Or yeah, Mario we didn't even talk World about Link to the Past. Or, <laughs> or Super Metroid. Or... Yeah, like, who cares about the, those? Uh, what are, what are these games? I'll have to look up some long plays to see what they are. Yeah, I don't I don't know yeah. what that is. I, I, I never heard of no Metroid. Uh, the only Metroid I know is in Kirby Dream Land 3. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Tender learned so much tonight. I did. Yeah. We learned about was a lot. upon garbage blocks and Smash and yeah. Samus and Kirby and Yeah. Blue. Now Tender's gonna go play Batman Forever and <laughs> <laughs> No one should play Batman Forever. That's that's No, I'm gonna go play Inspector Gadget and Hyperzone. Yeah, let's go. Um so yeah, uh definitely we want to hear some of your favorite SNES games, especially if it's not like the normal stuff you hear about. Everyone talks about Super Metroid or whatever and we're obligated to talk about some of that too because yeah, they're they're great, but there's so much more to the SNES library than just, you know, the first party stuff or like the very well known third party stuff. Um like Earthbound. We obviously can only <laughs> yeah, we can only touch on so much. So um so, yeah, that's going to be it for today. Uh, thank you, Tender, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, as we wax poetic about Super Nintendo. Thank you, James, as well. Um, some housekeeping real quick. Uh, we have a Discord server, and guess what? If you go to nintendopipeline.wordpress.com, we have a community blog, too. It's pretty stagnant, but we have a lot of stuff on it, and you can get a link to join the Discord server from there, which is important. Uh, if you're listening to us, uh, you're probably doing it on YouTube or on uh, Spotify or iTunes, but um, we're on a bunch of different services, um, including ones I don't even know what they are. I think Radio Public 
is one of them. Um, so wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you dig what you have been listening to, uh, we would definitely super appreciate you uh, subscribing. And then you can see what other dumb stuff we're going to be talking about uh, next week and the week after. Um, beyond that, uh, just thanks for listening. Uh, we will catch you next week. Um, Muffin's going to hate this episode because it's really long. And uh, we'll catch <laughs> oh, you next time. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>